Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Now, here's 105.7 FM The Fans High School Insider. Big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. We're live at Kettle Moraine High School. It's the 13th annual Kettle Moraine Tip-Off Classic. We're going to talk a lot of basketball today, but we're also going to talk a little bit about football. We'll talk to a couple of coaches. We'll talk to Dave Keel, 1045, and Ken Krause from Muskego at 1130. A couple of state champions football coaches some great games yesterday uh, and we'll talk a little bit about football obviously throughout the show and congratulate those guys but we're getting into getting into basketball season and uh, I love coming out here because I don't book the show at all I just walk around and grab people and uh, say hey do you want to come on the show and I try to get guys that either coaches that I know coaches that I want to know or players that I've really liked watching play the last couple of years and this my first guest is a young man from from Racine St. Catharines been a varsity basketball player since his freshman year and uh, Quinn Cafferty I love watching him play except when he plays against Martin Luther because he man he destroys us at times Quinn it's good to see you how you been good how have you been hey I've been good I've been good um first scrimmage senior year it's come quick Huh? Did, did you remember as a freshman, everything was big and fast, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? And all of a sudden, now you're a senior. Has uh, this come a little quicker than you thought? Yeah, absolutely. It's flown by. I still remember coming in freshman year. We've, we've uh, been here for four years straight, yes. so I still remember seeing the radio and everything uh, seemed pretty intimidating. Well, so. you, you didn't play your freshman year, right? You got hurt. Well, I played the first six games, and okay. then I got hurt. What um, did you? What happened? And you, you did it before we had to play us, so I felt bad for you, but good for us, obviously, because <laughs> I heard nothing but really good things about you as a freshman, saying, look, this kid's got a chance to be really good quick and early, and then what, what happened freshman year? Yeah, it was uh, the sixth game of the season. We were playing Racine Case at home um, right around Christmas time, and um, I went to take a charge and jumped up and eventually just landed on, wrong on someone else's foot, and uh, I fractured my fibula and chipped my tibia, oh. um, so I was off my feet for about three months. For three months? Mm-hmm. Do you remember um, trying to get back at it then um, when, when they finally cleared you and said, okay, you can go, how difficult was it for you to get back? It was very difficult. I mean, I wasn't at 100% for, I would say, at least a year um, after the injury, so it was definitely a long recovery process, but um, I had a lot of people help me, so I'm really thankful for every every all the help I've gotten along the way. You know, I need to congratulate your football program, first of all, but more your volleyball program. You're, you're a volleyball guy? Yep. Did you play volleyball all four years? Yep, yeah. What a perfect sport to, to – and, and are you more of a basketball player than a volleyball player? Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm more of a basketball player, but volleyball's been great in the development and um, recovery process. Man, really, what a perfect sport for a, volleyball, for a basketball player to play – um, certainly for, for hops, and, and uh, there's a lot of things I think correlate to, to be a better basketball player that you learn on the volleyball court. And, and uh, that basketball or that football program that won a state championship, look, uh, here's what I think about that team, and I've seen them play uh, two, three times this year, twice in person, once on TV. And there's something that that team has a bunch of winners on it, mm-hmm. and they're going to find a way to win. 
and that quarterback is something special. Your point guard is a heck of a – he's a heck of a running back, and, and I know you love having him on, on your basketball team. Uh, Isaiah Dodd, is that mm-hmm. his name? And Brown is, is – uh, I know he played basketball. He didn't play – played a little bit last year, and then he uh, started to concentrate more on football from what, what I understand. But, but there's something going on in that school right now that when you look at some of these programs, you guys are near the top in all of it. And, and certainly that correlates well for the basketball program. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, all of us are, are multiple sport athletes, and we've been around winning teams and winning coaches. Um, I think the administration does a great job of supporting us, and um, all the coaches are great, what, really what do, dedicated. Hey, what, like I know as a coach what I think the best part of your game is. What do you think the best part of your, your game on the basketball floor is? Um, I would just say how hard I work. I feel like I'm a really hard worker no matter what the situation is, no matter what it says on the scoreboard. So You and I have the same answer. That in your feet. I think I, whoever taught you as a young kid your, your footwork as, as a kid in the post did a really good job because it's very difficult to teach kids some of the things. When you look at Ethan Happ, you must love Ethan Happ mm-hmm. up at Wisconsin because yep. you have similar games. And if you watch the way he plays – and then I watch the way you play around the basket. It's very similar. The way you drop step, the way you set guys up, and, and we work hard. We watch a lot. Of, I've watched a lot of tape on, on you throughout the years because as, as a coach that goes against you, our first the first thing we do is, okay, how are we going to stop Cafferty? If we can stop Cafferty, then we've got to make sure that we, you know, we get a hand up on everybody else, but we need to stop him first and foremost, or we have no chance to beat St. St. Catharines, and that's total out of total respect for you. Um, and, and everything that I hear from other coaches is, is the same thing. So you've got a really good reputation um, of being a really hard worker and a nice kid and a kid who wants to win. This year's team, a lot of pressure on you boys. You take a look at this book. This is the first time I think you've seen it. But you guys are picked to win our conference, and then you are picked second in state behind Wapan. Now, the tough part is your team and my team, we're in the same sectional. <laughs> so we're three. You're two. We're three. You're one in conference. You're two in conference. And so understand that this is going to go up in our, in our locker room because <laughs> we play you early this year. Um, what are you hoping for your senior year? What, what, are you, what are you hoping to accomplish as a basketball player this senior year? Just to enjoy it. I mean, um, there's nothing like high school basketball in Wisconsin. Um, it's just everyone around it is so excited. And um, obviously we have almost everyone back from the year before. So um, the yeah, game should, should be a lot of fun. <laughs> I um, know that. It, we're just hoping to accomplish as much as possible. Um, first off, a conference title, regional, sectional, and hopefully we can get to Madison. Yeah. Do you, do you know what's going on next year? What do you mean? Uh, where you're going? Oh, not yet. Um, I'm still trying to decide um, through the application process. Yeah. Um, talking to a couple of Division three schools. Grades uh, are basketball. good? Yep. You no know, problem there? No problem. Um, I can tell you this, that. So you look in Division three? Mm-hmm. It's, my son played Division three basketball, and there's some great basketball in Division three. And whoever gets you, I, I'm telling you, they, they win on this deal. Are you looking state schools, out of state? What are you thinking? Uh, mostly out of state. Okay. Yeah. You, um, want, you want to get away for a little bit and find, <laughs> find that part of it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think. Did you go, did you know that Racine St. Catharines was the place you were going to go to for a long time? But yeah, I did. My brother um, played basketball and volleyball for four years um, before me. Played so for I, Coach Letch? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I pretty much knew I was going to St. Cat's from the start. I, m- I miss him. Just because I've coached 36 years, 
and all the time I've coached, he's been at St. Catharines. Do you realize, by the way, do you realize um, how difficult it is to come to St. Catharines and play? I mean, because that's your home. But that's where you play, and so you're inside that bubble. But when you only have to go there once, maybe twice a year, that's a really hard place to go get a win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, our fans are so great. They do such a great job. And obviously the, the pit, the court. It um, is a it's, pit. It's deafening in there. So, Hey, i got to tell you this story. This is a long time ago. Um, but the reason I do a lot of the stuff that I do has to do with St. Catharines a little bit. I uh, grew up in Milwaukee, and uh, my mom, believe it or not, was a big basketball fan. And she didn't like to drive if it snowed a little bit, if it rained. And there was a pretty good snowstorm going on. And she said, I was in sixth grade or so. She said, get in the car. We're going to a basketball game. I said, have you seen it outside? She said, yep. We drove to 35th in Wisconsin. And Milwaukee Marquette was playing Racine St. Catharines. And Jim Jones was playing against Allie McGuire. It shows you how old I am. But I walked in, and it was sold out. And the kids said, I'm sorry, it sold out. My mom said, my son's getting into this game. And so he let us in. And St. Catharines came out in black and white, and the, the ball was black and white. And I was mesmerized as, as a little kid by this because I'd never seen anything like it. And because of watching St. Catharines play Milwaukee Marquette, I just fell in love with it and thought, look, either I'm going to play or I'm going to coach or I'm going to be involved with this, with this sport, with high school athletics, because of the St. Catharines team. And so it always holds a special place in my heart, yet I always want to beat you guys. And every I coached at Dominican for a long time, so every conference I've been in just about, you guys have been in. And so I've gotten a chance to come down to play at St. Catharines, and it's always a battle. It's always, uh, it's always, always a battle. There's no doubt. Hey, you, you see your assistant coach is, is yelling uh, to get you going because you've got to get, uh, get on the air. I'm going to let you go. It's really good to see you. Good luck this year, except for when you're playing us. <laughs> Thank you. I really that's, appreciate it. That's Quinn Cafferty. He is from St. Catharines, and uh, he's playing out here. Let me run through uh, some of the stuff we got going on today. Uh, it's the 13th annual Culver's Tip-Off Classic. You come on out, it's $5 to get in. And uh, the amount of basketball that you can see, they started at 9 o'clock. They go till 3 o'clock. And there are games on six different courts. In fact, some of the teams that, you know, everybody's talking about out here, Milwaukee, Washington, and St. Catharines are playing at, uh, at 1030. Uh, Nicolay is out here. They're playing St. Catharines as well. Janesville, Parker, Cedarburg's here. Marquette High is here. Milwaukee, Lutheran. Um, it just goes on and on. And, again, $5 to get in. You get a chance to, to go through six different uh, courts, three different gyms, six different courts, get a chance to see a lot of basketball uh it, it certainly is uh, something i would recommend five bucks come on in and and uh and get your fill throughout the day we're going to talk uh again to uh dave keel at 10 45 and and uh, congratulate him on a state championship in football ken krause at 11 30 talk a little bit about muskego's win against kimberly it was an unbelievable day yesterday the last two days in high school football and we're going to wrap that up uh, with this show, and then we're going to transition into the basketball part of this. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue talking high school basketball. And again, we're live at Kettamarine High School for the 13th annual CAM Tip Off Classic. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented as always by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save Stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. We're live at Kettle Moraine High School. It is the 13th annual Kettle Moraine Tip-Off Classic. Again, five bucks to get in. You get uh, six courts going on at one time. And you can stay till uh, 3 o'clock. The last tip-off is 3 o'clock. And what I love about doing this show every, uh, every year is I don't book the show at all. I just kind of walk around and grab guys. And Pat Miller, head basketball coach, UW-Whitewater, kind enough to give us a few minutes of, of his time. Coach, it's good to see you again. How you been? I've been great. Great yeah? to be here. Man, uh, so far so good for you boys? Yeah, it's been an interesting start. We played in uh, at Anderson University on Tuesday. And, and how about this for statistics? Anderson shot 55 free throws. 26 more than us, and we won by 16. Oh man! So well, you guys, I, either the uh, they got some home home cooking down at Anderson, or you guys got to learn to keep, keep your hands off. Man, that could have been a little of both. A little of, little of both. Little but it, little there were interesting numbers. I don't know if I've ever seen that. I've never seen that, to be honest with you, Coach. When I do my high school football uh, show, we, we have a college coach on every week, and we do, um, and I'm going to do this as basketball as well, where I ask for a drill or two. But before I invite a coach on, I look at their roster. And in football, if they're not 60 to 65% Wisconsin kids, I don't have them on. It used to be 80. And I'm finding that I need to, need to maybe expand a little bit. So I just saw in the hall and said, come see me. And um, I'm looking at your roster, and you guys are about 90% Wisconsin kids. And I've known you a long time. You work this really hard, and you believe – a lot in giving kids at the state of Wisconsin a chance to play at the next level. I think that's really important. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we're fortunate at Whitewater. We're, we're in such a great recruiting area. There's so much good basketball in Janesville, Beloit, Racine, Kenosha, Milwaukee, Madison, so many good coaches, so many good athletes. And, and that's been our, our bread and butter for, for 40 years, really. Coach, do you, and, and you know what? And I really want an honest, I don't want a coach's answer on this thing. I, 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 I ask guys this, and I, and I believe that they're giving me the, the truth. When you get kids that come from some of these programs, state of Wisconsin, I think the high school coaches in the state of Wisconsin are second to none. I just do. I, I think when I watch kids that go to the next level at Division One, and I watch how a kid like the Hauser kid, you know what, how, how he plays, how he moves without the ball, how he sets screens, how he's boxing out, just the fundamentals as a freshman – I, I think the coaching in the state of Wisconsin is really good. Do you feel that way, too, when you get kids from the state or get kids from outside state? Do you see a difference? There's no question about it. And even, you know, I talk to my colleagues, people from the state that go coach in other parts of the country, and, and that's one of the things they say is that, you know, these kids aren't coached the way they are in Wisconsin. And you look at the long-term influences in this state, whether it's, you know, the Bo Ryans, the Dick Bennett's, the Dave Vandermeulen's, really high-quality coaches and they teach in a very similar fashion that the little things matter, the details matter, the fundamentals matter, the cohesiveness matters, and, and that's how you win. And, and it's, it's not a magic recipe for success if you go watch you know, high level at a, a, a former player who coached at Alabama. And I'd ask him, what are their football practices like? Right. And he said, they don't do anything you wouldn't see in a Pop Warner practice, but you, get, you have to go 100% and you have to do it 100% right. And I think sometimes people want – 
these secret recipes, but the, the secret is it just there's attention to detail. There's a fundamental way to do it, and you have to do it that way at a high level. And, and I think the Wisconsin coaches with the Coaches Association and Jerry Pettigue, they do a great job cultivating their coaches, great job in continuing education, and it, and it certainly pays off. You just look at whether it's Division One, Two, or Three, the level of success that coming out of the state is pretty extraordinary. He is Pat Miller, uh, head uh, basketball coach at UW-Whitewater. Coach, we could I could do two hours with you because I have a – ton of questions when it comes to stuff like this we to, to to play at that next level i'm one of the frustrations that i have as a coach who's been doing this a long time and i'll tell you where this comes from i i do a show called faith in the zone as well it airs sundays at 8 a.m and 8 p.m on 105 7 f the fan i was talking to a division one college football coach uh from the state of michigan and I, it, it, eastern michigan maybe um western michigan i can't remember where but I asked him, I said, boy, you know, I've been coached a long time. Kids have really changed, don't you think? And he said, no, not at all. We've changed. He said, I was a Division I college basketball football coach at the age of 28. He said, I was single, and I was cool. He said, I'm not married. I'm 44, and I have three kids. I'm not the single cool guy anymore, and all I want to do is get home from practice to see my kids. And he said, they haven't changed, but I've changed. And, and it kind of made me think, like, man, he's, he's right. The difference is social media. Everybody's got a phone and they're, you know, everybody's taping anything. You've been coaching now for 25 years at Whitewater, 18. This is your 18th as a head coach? Correct. Do you think kids have changed? I, I do, and, and I don't think it's in a negative way, so to speak. I, I think their values are somewhat different. You know, I think there was a time... Uh, for example, I think one thing that has changed is kids were willing to go to a, a specific program and put in their time and, and really battle and, and be able to play their junior, senior year. That's changed. Kids want to go where they can play. They want to participate. I don't know if there's that willingness to do that. When you get those kids, that, that's more of a rarity than it once was. I, I think in terms of how the game's played, it's, it's changed significantly. Yes. You know, you think of old school working on flare, you know, screens and right. curling screens and doing all this stuff. People don't play that way anymore all the camps working on footwork and post moves. You know, we've had to get away with from some of the post stuff we did uh, because it's hard to get kids that have post moves coming in, and that's a really hard thing to develop. You can't do that in a year, especially right. with the limited exposure we get at our level. So I, th I think there are some changes, and, and I think, you know, in any profession, if you want to be successful, you have to continue to adapt. You know, I read something on Twitter where Coach K said, you know, I'd rather have a two-star recruit with a five-star work ethic than a five-star recruit. I think that's changed. I don't it, think he's looking at the no, two-star recruits. No, either do I. And you know what? And he's he's had to adjust. I, I remember him saying, "Look, I'll never I'll never go after a one-and-done kid." Well, he's got a couple of them now, and he always will. And he always will. Um, the other thing that bothers me really a, a ton, and 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 this has to do, I'm sure it bothers you too. Football and basketball kids are all saying, well, I, look, I want to go Division One, or I want to, I'm going Division Two. Well, they'll take a Division Two scholarship up in Minnesota for two grand a year rather than staying home and playing in the best football and basketball Division Three conference in the country. But just to be able to get street cred to say, no, I got a scholarship. Well, what, how much was it? How, how much did you get? Well, I got two grand. Well, your parents are going to pay two grand to go see you play. You live 40 minutes from Whitewater. If you, if they're recruiting you, why why wouldn't you go there? It's a great school. It's a great university, and you're playing at a really high level. Do you see that as well? There's no question about it. Does and that bug you? 
It, it does because I, I don't think all of it is in the genuine best interest of, of the student athletes or the kids. I think AAU's build, AAU programs build their reputation on the number of kids they send to scholarship schools. Um, junior college programs build their program on the number of kids they send to, to scholarship schools. So, uh, you know, the, the financial element, and I understand for some kids that is the singular, you know, determination is are they going to get money. For other kids, there's other factors. And, and you know, this always sounds self-serving because I'm at a non-scholarship level. Right. But it's more about fit. You know, there, there's certainly kids that can survive the junior college ranks that will do well there. There's other kids they're not going to. And, you know, that's one thing I think we've done well at Whitewater. I have a pretty good sense of where a kid is going to end up. You know, for example, um, K.J. Evans, who was a All-American for us and MVP at the Final Four, he went to a junior college, and when he told me he was going, I told my assistant, I, I will guarantee you he will be back at Whitewater because I, I knew him, I knew his family. Yeah. And that's why we get a lot of kids that bounce back because we recruit them, we have a relationship with them, and we kind of identify the, kind of the kids that we think may not stick at the places they're going. They're going for a variety of reasons, not maybe the best reasons. Yeah, I agree with that. And and it bothers me because, and, and you brought up the AAU programs, it, it, it's a difficult thing when when they are, they'll take a kid who's a sophomore, they, they had nothing to do with developing this kid, and then say, well, look, we placed him, we placed him, we placed him, we placed him, and they put this on to draw more kids in, and you got to follow the money on some of this stuff. And it, and it's, it bothers me when I, I've always thought that at the high school level and Division three college, my son played at Maranatha Baptist Bible College. You know, he, you got to love the game to play there because they get their brains, their brains beat in a lot. But he played four years. He was their starting point guard for four years. He got done with, with – he was two weeks away from school being done, graduating. He sent out eight resumes, and he got eight phone calls. I said, give me the resume. What are you putting on there? And I took it to a guy I worked with who used to hire kids out of college, and I said, why is he getting all this action on this resume? And he said, well, he's a two-year – played four years of college basketball. He's a two-year captain. He's just academic All-American. I don't know if I'd hire him, but I'd bring him in. And he said, do you know how many resumes I see where they played one year of college basketball? They played one year of college football. For a kid to, to last and to do it for four years is really impressive. And so when we're, when, when, when we're telling kids at the high school level these stories and you're telling kids, and yet they're hearing from all this chatter, well, no, you're a scholarship kid. Go to, take that, you know, go eight hours away and get two grand to play Division two. To say you played Division Two just bothers me, and, and I can't stop. It just really bugs but, but, me. And there's a lot of chatter, and there's a lot of parents who are, you know, they have different people coming at them from all different angles. And, you know, that's just it's, it's the world we live in right now. And, and you know, fortunately kids make, you know, make some better decisions and, and end up where they're supposed to be, playing in front of their families and, and getting a good education. And, you know, and, and again, some kids go off, and it, and it works out. It's just it does. It's, it's a I, tough deal. I know. Do you have one more segment for me? Because I didn't get sure. a chance to talk about your roster at all. I'm going to ask you for one or two drills that you do on a daily basis that you guys believe in, a, a shell drill, a shooting drill, whatever. But, but we try to take this time that we have with college coaches and make it almost a mini clinic for our high school guys. I'll take notes because I'll get a bunch of calls this week. Hey, was he talking about his four, his five? Was he talking about his guard coming off that screen? So I'll do that. We're talking to Pat Miller. He is the head basketball coach at UW-Whitewater. And for me to get him here to spend time with him, I'm not letting him go after one segment. Can't do it. We are live at Ketamarine High School. And uh, it's the 13th annual KM Tip-Off Classic. Come on out. If you've been jonesing for high school basketball, this is the best place 
to take care of that because there's games going on all day. Last tip-off is 3 o'clock, and it's 5 bucks to get in. Come in, grab something to eat, and watch some high school basketball. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Live from Kettle Moraine High School for the 13th annual KM Tip-Off Classic. Stop out, five bucks to get in and get to see some great high school basketball. It's early, so maybe not great. Good high school basketball. I am joined by Pat Miller, and, and uh, we had him on last segment, and I went off topic on a couple of things, and I wanted to get him and keep him here. I want to talk a little bit about this year's team in this conference, you, you told me during the break, four teams in the top 25. It's a tough conference, man. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's uh, it's as good as I've seen it since 2009 when the wow. Midwest was called the, the bracket of death in the NCAA tournament. Um, Oshkosh had a great year last year. They return everyone. Point returns everyone. They were an NCAA tournament team. Platteville, another NCAA tournament team, returns everyone, and, and we do as well. And and I would throw lacrosse right in the mix, a couple of those other schools as well. So uh, it, night in and night out, it's going to be a, a tough conference, as it, as it typically is. Hey, so the first two games um, at Anderson and, and then uh, at St. John's, who, who's been leading you guys? If we come out to CW Whitewater, um, who are we looking at? I, and, and, again, most of these kids are Wisconsin kids, so you're going to know these names. I mean, uh, Andre Brown doing pretty well for you? Yeah, he, Andre was a, a preseason All-American. He's had a great career, uh, had a great night last night. We beat uh, St. John's, who was a ranked opponent. Uh, the fortunate thing for us is we have a lot of depth, and, uh, you know, night in and night out we're going to have different people stepping up. Derek Rockstead, a uh, um, player from Middleton, has, has had a great year. Mitch Pfeiffer from, from right here at Cal Moraine has had a great career. He's Boy, a senior. What, is he a senior? He's a senior Man. already. Boy, that went quick. He was one heck of a uh, high school basketball player. Yeah, he's a really good athlete, uh, very good shooter, hit some big shots. So, you know, I'm excited about this year. We're, we're tough to guard. We have a lot of different guys that can score in different ways. And you you took a kid who wasn't very well coached at the high school level because Baxter didn't do much <laughs> with him, and you really turned this kid into doing something. It, it was a struggle. It took us at least two years to, to for re-education programming. You know, Brad, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding because the people around here are going to go tell him what I just said, and I'm totally kidding. This – um. This group of kids, strength, uh, big team, small team, What, what? how do you guys play? Well, you know, it's going to be interesting because for the first year, time in a couple of years, we have the ability to go big, um, you know, be really big up front, 6'10", 6'7", 6'5". And we can also go small, small Malik Clements, who uh, came in on Madison West product, uh, Division One transfer, can play an undersized four. He can play a three. So we have a lot of versatility, which I like, because we, we don't get into as many matchup problems. We've had some great surprises. Finley Schumacher from Waukesha West uh, came in. We thought he might be a year or two away, and, and you know he played seven minutes in the first half last night and had six rebounds and three points. The kid's relentless is doing an amazing job. Boy, that that's really impressive. The game wasn't too big for him. It wasn't, and uh, he is you know, one of those guys he – he has a little awkwardness to his movement, but he's a lot more athletic than he th- than you'd think. He plays above the rim. He's very smart, um, picks things up very quickly. He's one of those guys you only have to tell him something once, and, and he does it. So uh, he's been a, a great lift for us. Uh, so we're, we're excited about this team moving forward. Hey, Pat, we're talking to Pat Miller, the, the head basketball coach at UW-Whitewater at uh, the, the Warhawks. Uh, when you talk to kids – 
that are juniors or, or even seniors or sophomores, when you say, hey, look, let me tell you what it's going to take for you to play at the next level. And, and you talk about academics, I'm sure, and how hard that's going to be. But to get on the basketball floor as a freshman or a sophomore at a place like UW-Whitewater, you're going to be a special player. What, what do you tell them as far as how, you know, what it's going to be like to play at, at Whitewater? It's, it's physical and technical. And, and I think that's one of the biggest jumps is the game becomes more technical. And, and you know, we always talk about to beat the best teams, if you make mistakes, they're going to take advantage of them. If you play a lower-level team, you can make some mistakes. You have enough of cushion. They're not good enough to, to exploit what you're doing. And, th and that's really the difference is getting them to understand how tight and technical you have to be pos possession in and possession out to really win. And, you know, we're really fortunate. We have some good freshmen. Jack Brom is a good example from Nicolay. Not seeing the floor a lot right now, but really talented kid, really athletic. And, you know, it's a great experience for him right now. Hopefully he'll power through this year. He'll get a little bit stronger, and then we lose a lot of seniors. Next year he can step in. Paul Kingsley from uh, Chicago is the same way. They're, they're really good players, very good players. And if they were at other places, they would be playing and contributing, and, and we're fortunate that we have them. And you, you know what? At your And to say that you're deep and to, to have kids that are willing to understand that they have to work really hard and get – the players that are playing now better you you had talked about it's it's tough to find guys that'll come to a program if they're not going to play right away at the high school level too you look at the rosters it used to used to see seven eight nine ten seniors and now you see five six four because look if i'm not playing i'm not going to put in that kind of time where it used to be i just want to be part of the program if I can be part of this program, and I think that's important. Hey, a couple of drills that you guys do on a daily basis, and whether it's an offensive drill or defensive drill, can you give me an idea on some of the things that you believe so much in that uh, you guys do every day? You know, one of the, the, the things we believe a lot in is footwork, and we try to do a, do a lot to teach it. So just a very simple warm-up drill we do. You know, you have a line of three or four on the baseline. Um, first player gets you know low triple threat gets the ball out in front of them goes to the free throw line jump stop and then we either do a reverse pivot forward pivot right left foot push some shot fake ball fake then the next guy in line is in a post position walled up in good position make a correct pass and then they explode off the line so it's just a continuous drill you know we'll go front pivot right foot front pivot left foot reverse pivot right reverse oh, pivot left good. shot fake bounce pass or you know fake the reversal over the head, just kind of constantly working on footwork, ball skills, being active with the ball, being in position. And, again, very simple, um, but we get them going as, as hard as they can go and just that constant reinforcement of the footwork because you would be shocked, shocked, even high-level players, how many kids can't pivot and, and can't change position or angles with their feet, which is obviously pretty critical. Drops, teaching kids who have never been taught how to drop step the correct way, how to open up the base. It, it is so foreign to them. It is. And it takes, by the time they get to not have to think about it and just react and do it, it's, it's three months sometimes. Well, it's, it can be longer than that because it's a two-step process. One, the first step is learning the footwork right. and learning the, the moves. The second process is being able to do it in relation to a defense. So you're actually reading the defense and making the correct, the correct move, and that's a whole another level. It's a level. whole so, different level. So. Yeah, I agree with that. That's really good. You got one more for me? Uh, we, you know, we just do a lot of a lot of shell, a lot of shell defense. Um, we really work a lot on, you know, I think the hardest thing to teach defensively is everybody wants to be close to the person they're guarding. 
Right. And that's what we constantly re- reinforce is get away from those people, be in the gap. We, we use the term stunt. So you're in the gap, you stunt towards the ball, but you're able to get back to the person you're guarding. If you're going from the person you're guarding, running to the gap, and trying to run back, it's never going to happen. Never so having happen. That, that gap discipline is really critical. You know, the other thing that I, I find really difficult sometimes to get kids to understand is to sink below your player. So if I'm, you know, they're above the player and they got to keep turning and looking, if they sink below the player, and it's a simple third grade, where your pistol, drill kind of thing, and I, I can't, that and, and keeping kids to, to, to learn to stay in the short corner and how valuable that is, they feel like they're not part of this thing. So they, they float out to the corner or they move up a little bit. If we can get the ball to the short corner, and you can score all day from there because it's really hard to defend. But for kids, at least at the high school level, to understand how important it is to, to be disciplined, to stay in the short corner, I can't get kids to do that. But it's tough, and especially against zone, and we talk about this a lot, your inside players, they always want to chase the ball. They'll just keep moving as the ball moves around, and sometimes you want to stay opposite the ball, be patient, wait till it comes around, and then you step in and hammer the inside of the zone. And, yeah. And, but it's... Do you guys see much zone? Uh, we don't because we shoot the ball really well. Really? Yeah. So yeah. we don't. Yeah. Have you seen zone throughout the years or... Uh, marginally, yeah. you know, some of our better teams, um, you know, our national championship team in 2014, I don't think we saw much zone until the, the national semifinal and the national final because we were really at an efficient level with our man-to-man offense and, yeah. and neither team could guard us. So they went to zone. So what do you – did you still work on a zone O just in case? Yeah, I mean, we, we have two of hard. them and we work on it quite a bit. Yeah. yeah, and you have to. How long are your practices? You know, we're typically on the floor no longer than two hours and 15 minutes. Okay. And um, we, we go six days a week. We're, we're obviously longer this time of year because we spend a lot of time on end-of-game situations, multiple zone offenses. I'm a little bit probably over the top in terms of preparation. I want to be prepared for every conceivable situation, and, and so we do work on those. Hey, the difference between Pat Miller, the head coach now, and Pat Miller, the head coach, 18, 17, 16 years ago, how much have you changed? Uh, quite a bit. I, th- I think what I've learned is that there's there's just elements I can't control, and, and I think I'm a person that wants to control things and, and be able to move the pieces as I want, and, and you learn that, okay, I can control these things, I'm going to focus on this, and I can't control other things, and I'm, I'm not going to have sleepless nights trying to do it. Man, that's got to be hard for you. And had it, that's a lesson that you got to learn, right? It is. I think it's just, you know, when you're, when you're younger, you think you know everything all the time, no right. matter who you are, <laughs> yes. and... and you know, you just don't really value experience. And I think as you get older, you finally realize, okay, I, I'm starting to get this experience thing and learning from what I've gone through and having just a little different maturity level. Yeah, it's it's amazing difference that, that we do. Pat, it's so good to see you. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I my really pleasure. appreciate it. I've gotten a, an opportunity a couple of times to listen to you as a guest speaker and, and uh, just always really impressed with your passion uh, for, for basketball, not, not only at the college level, but the high school level. And uh, I really appreciate the, you're such a good ambassador for our state and for your university. And uh, any chance I get a chance to talk to you, I really appreciate it. Oh, so I appreciate that. Thank you. you. Yeah, you my bet. pleasure. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to Dave Keel real quick, and then we'll get back to basketball. Dave, uh, the head football coach at Homestead, uh, got a big win yesterday, state championship yesterday. And we'll talk to Dave for a couple of minutes and then get right back to basketball. This is the Wendy's. Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School football, basketball. I don't know. We're talking both. Coach's show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. We're live at Kettle Moran High School, 13th annual KM Tip Off Classic. Come on out. You can see really good basketball. Well, kind of good basketball. It's early. You can see teams like New Berlin West and Milwaukee South Division. You see uh, McGuanago, Janesville, Parker. Kettle Moraine, Marquette High School, Nicolet, Milwaukee, Washington, all kinds of schools. It's five bucks to get in and come on out. We're going to transition back to football for a minute. Dave Keel, the head football coach at Homestead, is joining us for a few minutes. Coach, congratulations on a state championship. Thanks, Mike. Uh, we owe it all to our guest speaker from a week ago. He motivated our fellows <laughs> for a two-week run that was uh, sensational. Yeah, that was uh, – I had nothing to do with that, I'll tell you. This this group – Coach, I got to tell you, when I was out there talking and, and I had a chance to talk to a few of the seniors, and when they came up and said, look, we hang out, man. You know what? We, we play for each other. We uh, there, There's a lot of love on this team for each other. I just understood the difference between where you guys were at and some other teams. These kids really did enjoy hanging out and playing football. Um, and, and this team that you guys had, I got a chance. I didn't see you much this year, Coach, but I got a chance to see that first half against Brookfield Central, and uh, I was shocked at the score. That second half, you guys kind of had your way a little bit, but I was so impressed with those kids, the way Homestead played and carried themselves. You got to be really proud of those boys. I sure am. We have a phenomenal senior class who uh, really, really did a great job. Outstanding leaders. They're just good people to be around. Uh, I'm actually going to miss Monday practice. Uh, it's it just every day was a good day to go out and practice. It was the highlight of the day. And these are some special young men who have great things ahead of them. They're uh, just uh, great to be around. They get it. They understand it. They're they're good on the in the classroom, in the hallways, and, and on the football field. Well, coach, I you know what to put up uh, that many points on a really good Brookfield Central team um, was was shocking and impressive. And uh, you got to give Brook Central a lot of credit. You know, they're well coached. Jed Kennedy is as good as they get. But, man, that second half, you guys obviously played at a whole different level. You know, a couple of things, Mike. Uh, is they are extraordinarily well coached. Coach Kennedy is a good friend of mine. He's a phenomenal coach. We talk well quite a bit. But uh, our offensive coordinator, Coach Orton, put a plan out there that was really special. We were able to move the ball on the ground. Our defensive coordinator, Matt Wolf. Uh, really shut down the run, which is their bread and butter, and uh, and they got many turnovers, which gave us short fields, and that's kind of why the score got up there pretty quickly. Uh, so those two guys were incredible, and the staff that they have, uh, uh, everybody did a great job preparing. The kids bought into it, watched tons of film, of course, and uh, and again played for each other rather than uh, than themselves. And you could see that on the field, you could feel that on the sideline, and it's just kind of been the uh, the model this year for our kids. So. They really, really are a family. Hey, Dave, thank you so much for a couple of minutes of your time. And, again, congratulations to you, your staff, your uh, your players, and your community. Uh, well done. Another state championship over at Homestead. Dave, have uh, have a good off season. Thank you, Mike. Keep up the great work. Look forward to seeing you around. You got it. That's Dave Keel, head uh, football coach at Homestead. We're now joined by the head basketball coach at New Berlin West, and he's a guy I've known for a long time. And uh, i really impressed with him as a coach and as a player, for that matter. He's now the head basketball coach at New Berlin West. Scott Cook, how you been? Good. Appreciate you bringing me on. Yeah, you bet. So uh, different, um, different, same game, 
same gymnasium but different arena for you as far as you know coaching at the high school level but coaching is coaching yes yeah basketball is basketball universal yeah you um you you're part of the Malachik family you guys run uh basketball rap and that's how um i've had you in studio a couple of times because i'm really impressed the way you guys do that difference between doing this at new berlin west and doing that is what uh basically we're not only building athletes we're uh we're building a culture you know it's uh it's a new philosophy he's taken over uh, new coaching staff. Um, we've got a young group, so you know it's basically it's, it's building the culture and uh, teaching the game, improving their IQ, um, and, and that's one of our focuses this weekend is understanding uh, the reads out of what we're trying to do. You know, I've been asked a couple of times, well, you know, how's he going to do this with this kid leaving and that kid leaving, and and my answer, and maybe you tell me if I'm right or wrong. I said, you know, I know Scott a little bit. He's going to coach up what he has. Not going to worry about any of the distractions on the outside. If guys don't want to be part of his program, he'll shake their hands, say thank you very much, and coach the guys that want to be part of what he does. Yeah, it's 100% right. You control what you control, and uh, I want the players that are, that are going to want to be there. Um, you know, and that's buying into it, to our philosophy. Um, once, once we get that, good things can happen. Uh, and it doesn't matter who you put out on the floor. If, if, we've got, if we're bought in, we'll, we'll be successful in, in some shape or form. When, when you take over a program and you're going to make some changes and, and, and when you talk to these kids and you look them in the eye and you say, look, this is who I am, they, they, I don't know if they know what kind of player you were in college and the stuff that you've done and accomplished, but, but you've got to be able to say, hey, look, you've got to trust me because I've been through a lot of this stuff. Um, do kids look at you and say, okay, I'm, this is a guy I want to follow right away, or do they do they wait? Kids nowadays, do they wait to, to have you prove it? A little bit, I think so. Um, not in regards of the plane or what I've done in my past, but building that trust factor is super important. And uh, we've come a long way in the last week. Um, quite frankly, before tryouts, I still hadn't seen all my players due to uh, the school being a multi-sport sco uh, school. And, wow. and uh, uh, we got a, a big group came came out. So we were still making uh, adjustments to rosters and changes and uh, especially being a young team. Our young guys really challenged some of the, these older guys. So it was a fun process and, and we believe we've got the uh, the best guys uh, right now. And and, and now it's time to, to put the work in. How did you get, did you keep any of the st old staff? Did you bring your own staff in? Uh, we, got a, we got new staff. Um, we had one come from the girls uh, program and they've been, they've been very good. Uh, we also uh, kept two, uh, kept, kept the freshman coach and then we also kept Jake Grossman and we, we bumped him up to, uh, to be an varsity assistant. So. You're feeling pretty good so far. How you been sleeping by the way? Uh, I've been good. Last <laughs> night was a little, uh, I was, I was not nervous, but excited, and uh, my kid kept me up a little bit. But other than that, it was uh, right. I was ready to go. You got a new one, don't you? He's three. He's three. Yeah. Who did, did one of them last night just have a new baby? Uh, no. Yeah, Anthony just had. Uh, okay. He's, they just turned one, and uh, and then Marla, uh, Marla's just turned two. So okay. We got a young, well, we got a young group. Yeah, you know what? I'm Facebook friends with all you guys, <laughs> and I, maybe it was an older picture that I saw. <laughs> There's so a lot you, of them. You guys uh, open up uh, Milwaukee South at uh, the Klatchy Center, correct? On uh, November 23rd, is that? No, that's not right. I think it's Vincent. Against Milwaukee Vincent, okay. Yeah. Um, might as well just jump right in, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's, <laughs> that's what well we're doing. Just jump right in. Your conference, that Woodland West, 
um, is a tough conference. There's some good basketball being played in that conference. West Dallas Central, at least in Mark Miller's book, is picked uh, one, and New Berlin Eisenhower picked two, and it goes right through with Pius at, at six, you guys at seven. Um, the, the the youth part of what you guys are doing, not only do they have, you have to change the culture of what's going on at the school, but now you have to teach them the way you want them to play basketball. Yep. They might, you guys might be a month away, right? Yeah, we, we might be, and, and again, it, it, it depends on how quickly you know we buy in from you know one through fifteen, and uh, I think if they do that, we will we'll be competitive in every game, um, and it come it's all learning experiences for for them with me. Um, our second game, we 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 lost, and uh, that was a big learning experience. You know, at the end of the day, we we haven't worked against the zone yet, and yeah. uh, um, at the end of the day, that's basketball. We've all played against the two-three before, right? So. We have, and you know what though? But when when you haven't seen one yet, and you don't know what your coach wants you to do, does he want me to to, to make that pass and cut through and go to the the, the weak side, the strong side, to the post do you want me to stay here do you want me to move so these kids at that age yeah. you know they all try to figure out what you want instead of just sometimes just playing the game your philosophy for this group and i know that it's probably going to change here the more you spend time with them you want to get the ball up and down the floor yep. you, you, are you more of a half court guy uh, we're looking to push if we can if we can take the easy bucket we will yeah so, um not to give too much away but yeah we we want to push we want to we want to keep it up tempo we've got guys that can run we're, we're pretty athletic you know what uh, Last question, I'll cut you loose because you got to play at 11:15. Um, when you go to New Berlin Eisenhower, or they come to you, it's a different app. It's a different animal. It's yeah, it's going to be fun. I mean, that's that's uh, one on the uh, schedule. It's going to be fun not only for uh, the programs, but uh, for my family. My wife works at Eisenhower, so uh, oh, I didn't know yeah, that. It's it's it's. Uh, <laughs> Hold on a second. We got bets going here. What color is she wearing that day? Uh, She's wearing the Eisenhower we'll colors. See. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll <laughs> see. You know what? If I can get to a game, that might be the one I want to get to. Scott, it's good to see you. Not a problem. Man. We might be driving separate cars. You that might one. be. You might. Be, <laughs> hey, you've got my number. If you need a place to sleep that night, you Absolutely. call me. Absolutely, will do. He's Scott Cook, the head basketball coach at New Berlin West. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue live here at Kettle Moraine High School, 13th annual Kettle Moraine Tip-Off Classic. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Now, here's 105.7 FM The Fans High School Insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan, live from Kettle Moraine High School, 13th Annual KM Tip-Off Classic. Again, what I love about this show uh, today is I just walk around the hall and get coaches, guys I haven't met before, guys I have. 
I'm joined now by the head uh, the head basketball coach at Edgerton. He is Daryl Fox. Coach, it's good to see you. It's nice to meet you. How you been? I'm fine, thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you bet. Hey, uh, coming off a really good season last year. You guys are 20 and six. Um, how, how's this team? Uh, how you feeling about this year's group? Yeah, we're, we're looking to build on on what we what we really got moving last year. We we, we lost four seniors that that contributed a ton to us, but but. We have a lot of guys that came back that had meaningful minutes. Yeah. And and uh, so we're, we're, we're looking to build on where we ended up last year. Third year as a head coach there? Yes. Um, how long have you been coaching? I, I was uh, assistant coach for five years prior to that in okay. Edgerton. Okay, in Edgerton. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, I coach at Martin Luther, and we oh. start at East Troy. Uh, so maybe you can help me with that because oh. they beat us once last year, and we, need, we, we owe them a little something. <laughs> yeah, That's a good basketball program. They are. They got us three times. <laughs> they got you three times. <laughs> yeah. Well, they only got us once. So, Daryl, uh, you know what? We, we got to make sure that, uh, that Rayfield uh, knows that we're coming. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I pass that along. Yeah, you pass that along because that, that game's coming up quick. A week from today, in fact. Um, what, uh, tell me a little bit about your conference. Again, it's the, uh, the Rock Valley Conference. East Troy, McFarland, Edgerton, Beloit, Turner, uh, Evansville, Whitewater, Jefferson, Broadhead, Clinton, Bigfoot. Uh, there's some good basketball being played in the Rock Valley Conference. Yeah, there, ha- there, ha- there is. Uh, East Troy is perennial pro- power in our, yeah. in our conference. So yeah. you don't like them much either at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's basketball, Pete. You know, it, we, we, sure. we need to knock them off that perch a little bit, see if we can help you with that. I like it. Yeah, but Lloyd Turner's a team, too, that's awfully – they got a lot of good athletes over there. They do. They do, and, and, and they're a really – Good matchup. I uh, every game we play him comes down to one of the last couple possessions, and and Turner plays East East Troy like that too. The the top of the league is very familiar with what everybody wants to run. We are talking again with the uh, the head basketball coach at Edgerton. He is Daryl Fox. Hey Daryl, are you an Edgerton guy? Did you grow up there? Or? I did. Did I you did. go to school yeah, there? I did. I went to high school in Edgerton. Played on the basketball team, and. Uh, uh, well, I went to UW Platteville for four years and have been in Edgerton since. Man, it's a good town. You like it a lot. I do. Man, that's awesome. Hey, this conference—is um, it more of a football, more of a basketball conference? What would you think the Rock Valley is known for? Well, uh, the, the, there's teams that do well in in all all levels. I, you know, the Whitewater girls—you know—won state championship the other day. The East Troy girls volleyball team has won state this year. Uh, our our football team made it to the. Uh, it would have been sectional final level four level four yeah, yeah. yeah level four so uh and and our baseball team uh made it to sectional final too so our school seen a little a little uh bump in in our performance and we're, we're uh keep trying to knock on that door that we get through there someday yeah well this you know this year coach you guys uh, lost some starters but you, you had a jv team that played extremely well they were 18 and four um, last year, so you're going to have to at least the beginning of the year, you're going to have to count on some of these young kids, and and you know that that just step up from JV to varsity, everything looks bigger and faster, but then it starts slowing down for them. Yeah, that yeah, you're you're right on on target with that. I in in fact, our first game against South Milwaukee this morning, they they sped us up and and got us out of our rhythm, and and stuff that we were able to settle down and 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 pull away towards the end. But but that you. It's a really good observation for a young team. Yeah. Hey, this um, a place like this, have you guys been here the last couple of years? We have been. Yeah, and I apologize. I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you before. But this um, to, to come to a place like this and see so many other teams and styles and you get a chance to play against the teams you're not going to see. 
And and so I kind of like that. What a great way to start. And you don't have to worry about too many teams scouting you over here, no, right? No, and and that's exactly why we do come here. Uh, you know, we, we get uh, Coach Bester uh, puts us up with uh, – with all different types of, of, of programs that we won't see, and, and you see something different. I, in fact, we just got done playing New Berlin West, and and I told our guys I was I was really thankful that they applied heavy pressure onto us, you know, because that 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 you get to see something like that. Hey, Daryl, I just had Scott Cook, the head coach at New Berlin West, on, and he said I so appreciate Edgerton because we, you know, what they did some things that we haven't even worked on yet, and so now. He said, we had our way that first game, and then Edgerton took it to us pretty good. And he said, so we, we our kids got to understand that we're going to have to play a few different styles in our conference. And he was very complimentary of you and your, your team. So that's that's pretty cool. Coach, what kind of uh, when you, kind of style that you, you like to play as a coach? Are you an up-tempo guy? Are you a half-court guy? Are you a man? Are you a zone? What kind of coach are you? Uh, defensively, we switch all the time. Uh, our guys have gotten really adept at switching on the fly. We we play two three one three one and and man. Uh, offensively, we're, we run motion and and we try to get out as much as what we can. Uh, we were really adept at getting out last year because we had seniors that had had been through it and run, run through the system. So now we, we've got new pieces in there and and, and they're learning. What a big difference between. You know, seniors, the team I coach now, we've got five or six seniors that have been with us since freshman, their freshman year. And it's so – that first practice, like, we, we just went and did our stuff. You know, run this, run this, run this. And then next year is going to be a little different because all of a sudden we're going to have some freshmen and sophomores that we're going to have to teach all this, all these different drills to. Coach, I know you got a game at 11-15, so I'm going to cut you loose. I really appreciate your time. He's Daryl Fox, the head basketball coach at Edgerton. Good luck this week. Hey, if you need to scout uh, East Troy week from Saturday. Yeah, you, you, you know it's already on my schedule for to be there. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, you please so, come up and say hi. I will. I'll make yeah, sure I do. They're it. supposed to be pretty good again, huh? Oh, yeah, they will. Yeah, they'll always bring it. Coach, <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of respect uh, for Coach Rayfield. You do? Yeah, I do too. You know what? As a basketball coach, he uh, the, the one kid, uh, their, their saw junior, yeah. who was the player Lukovic. of the year. Yeah. yeah, he's tough. He's tough to stop. He is really tough. He can go inside, go outside, and that uh, that little guard they had hurt us a little bit last year. Yeah, those two guys were the ones that knocked us out of the sectional final. Um, Vukovic was playing possessed. He had, we won for 34. Cause, you, know, you scouted us then because we, yeah, well, maybe this year we'll get a chance to play. There you go. I'm not going to be as nice. No, I'll be nice to you, Coach Fox. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue. We are live at Kettle Moraine High School for the 13th annual. Uh, it's the Kettle Moraine Tip-Off Classic. And come on out. Game's going on. For Last tip is 3 o'clock. You can watch basketball. Six different courts going on right now. Five bucks to get in. Stop at the concession stand. Get a hot dog or whatever and just watch high school basketball. Does not get much better than this. We'll get to an early break. Other side of the break will continue. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Oh, welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz. Coach, that's called recruiting. That's illegal. Sorry about that. 
Let me recommend and highly suggest your son who can hit jump shots, who's in eighth grade, should come to Martin Luther. Because I can recommend and highly suggest, but I can't recruit. Welcome back. Uh, this is Mike McGivern, live at Kettle Moraine High School. This is Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaching Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores. And now join coaches from Catholic Memorial. Jeremy McLaughlin, he's the first-year head coach, and Dan Kelm, who's the assistant varsity coach and head JV coach. Jeremy, it's nice to meet you. Coaching basketball at a football school, brother. How's that going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, we're, we're just trying to give the football players an opportunity to come off their season. Obviously, they just, uh, you know, great what a, feat for what them. A comeback. Yeah, just wow. amazing. I mean, obviously, they made history, you know, with that comeback. You know, and you're making history because now – I can't get Bill Young to come on my show. And, and you know what? Can't do it. And, and I understand the reason. I do, but I, I give him crap about it all the time. Because I'm like, Coach, everybody else comes on and we highlight, promote, and celebrate these kids. He said, Mike, I have watched film Saturday mornings for 35 years. I'm not breaking tradition. I like your show, but I'm not coming on. <laughs> and I got to tell you what, Bill Young is just one of the best ambassadors for high school football in the country. He just really is, and he obviously has a ton of success in that game yesterday where they came back from 24 nothing and put up 37. Um, it's just incredible, and I, and I give them all the credit. Um, First-year head coach at Catholic Memorial. Can I get your background, Jeremy, where you played, where you coached, stuff like that, where yeah. you went to school? So um, I actually am from Bloomington, Indiana. Um, so I grew up in Bloomington um, and then uh, ended up going to Indiana State University right out of high school as a preferred walk-on. Okay. Um, kind of living the Larry Bird dream or trying at least. Yep. Uh, didn't work out for me. I went to a junior college out in Colorado and ended up finishing my career at Cardinal Stritch University under Denny Fox. Man, great coach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. And did you know early on that you wanted to coach? I did. I yeah. absolutely did. You know, uh, definitely coaches that had a, t a true impact on my life, uh, you know, and that kind of helped, like, be a leader, you know, in my life and a father figure. Uh, it definitely shaped and formed the man I am today. And, you know, I want to give that back uh, to the kids that I'm able to impact in a positive way. That's awesome. And, and you coached here at Kenna Moraine for a little while? I did. I was, uh, yep, I was varsity assistant, JV head coach with Bester for six years. So you learned absolutely nothing about coaching. <laughs> now, I'm just kidding. If the coach Bester, I'm only kidding. If he's listening, I don't want to hear about it. I'm just teasing. Um, obviously, this is a good program absolutely. here at Kenna Moraine. Yes. Brad does a really good job. He's a good man and a good coach. And uh, so you were able to, to learn some things. Did you know early on you wanted to, to run your own program? Yeah. Uh, it, you know, when, uh, when I first got this job um, and the Freeman uh, you know, did the interview with me right after, you know, my first words were, it was a dream come true. And it truly is. I mean, that's, that's one thing I've always wanted to do. I, I don't want to, you know, coach at the college level. I, I want to coach at the high school level and run my own program. Hey, we are also joined uh, by your assistant and the head JV coach, Dan Kelm. Dan, it's good to meet you. Yeah, nice and, to meet you as well. And, and we have, uh, you said, hey, I know Alex Merg a little bit, and I can tell you my favorite Alex Merg story if you want to hear it. We, he, him and my son Matthew played a little AAU basketball, and Matthew's playing at Calvary Baptist in Menominee Falls. Okay. And we were in a summer league at Homestead. And we, we had 67 kids in the whole school. We had seven boys in the basketball team. I call this the Caucasian invasion. <laughs> and we had three kids that were going to be missing the summer league. So I got a kid that was a wrestler at Heritage Christian and Merg. And we're playing Germantown. And 
look, because we're not WIA, I get to coach, and they've got a parent coach, and Coach Showalter's there, and I hope he's not listening. He's like, you better not ever talk about this. <laughs> Showy. So they, in that league, if you get a technical, you get thrown out. And their big kid, they, they had two different teams in Germantown. Their big kid got a technical, he got thrown out. And we're, we're doing pretty well. We're beating them. And they have a dad coaching, and I think they cut it to one and take a timeout with under 30 seconds or a minute to go. And I, I set up, you know, along the line, and one guy's going to jazz up and go long. And they had nobody long, and we got a layup. They came down, hit a bucket, and fouled us. Now we're at side court with like 15 seconds to go. Take a timeout. I said, look, we're going to run the same play, but they're going to have somebody long, so let's do this. Well, Merck loops around. He's wide open. We throw it. He lays it in, and we win. Well, Showalter goes nuts, and he goes, hey, you, you know, you, you had illegal players. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you're not going to get this win. I said, okay. He goes, you're going to have to forfeit. I said, it's okay. It's, it's a summer league game show. It's not a big deal. And he goes, you have the best guard in the state. I go, well, Alex Murray is not the best guard in the state. Are you talking about my son? He goes, I'm not talking about your son. I'm talking about the kid from Greenfield. And then he said, you better never talk about this on the radio. But it's been long enough that in case Coach Showalter is listening. Um, but he, Alex was an awfully good player. No, he's a pretty unbelievable defender and in practice just going up against him every day. And uh, I think that uh, definitely held true winning uh, two national championships at Whitewater and getting to be a part of that. I'm really happy as a, as a, as a collegiate uh, player, he was able to have so much success in, in that regard as well. How, is this your first year at Catholic Memorial? Yeah, so it's it's kind of interesting. I uh, graduated from Kettle Moraine, uh, played at Viterbo, and uh, it's kind of cool. It feels a little bit weird still to be to be back in the Classic Gate and be, uh, I guess, kind of similar colors, still kind of a, a blue and yellow a little right. bit. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you look good in these colors. I guess what's Viterbo's colors? Uh, they're more of like a maroon and okay. a white so kind you, of. So. so in your closet, you have some other you have some other things. <laughs> no, in there, absolutely. But, but no, it's uh, it's extremely exciting just to be back. And uh, I got to play um, in the summer for Coach McLaughlin a little bit while it was at KM so just uh getting that exposure and, and seeing who he is as a man and as a coach is something that uh it just was something I couldn't say no to and something I'm so excited to be a part of can you still hit a jumper yeah I uh I tore my Achilles in February so it's been a rough uh, little road for me with that yeah. but fortunately when you're still uh um, a, a six foot slow white shooter at this age you can still hit the open jump shot <laughs> you, still, yep. you know what you still can hit that jumper how does this year's team look Jeremy, how are you feeling so far? It's, it's early. It's only a weekend. Um, you don't, haven't gotten your football kids, so your roster is going to change here. Your practices will change here in a few days. You're going to give them a little time to, to, to heal their bodies up, and it's a whole different, obviously, you know, um, coming off football, you're using all different muscles, so it's going to take a bit. If I was playing you guys, I'd want to play you early. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would completely agree with that. You know, there's definitely going to be some rust that we have to get knocked off there, but uh, I think uh, as a staff, we're all very excited for what we have um, coming in uh, and returning from last year. we got some juniors that are coming in that I think can make an instant impact. And then obviously you got Rich Byrie and Cole as our leaders that, uh, you know, average, you know, Rich averaged 17 and 10 last year, respectively. And then Cole, you know, he averaged 11 and 7. So we're very excited to have those guys back as our leaders. And um, I think the, the supporting cast that we have around them, like I said, those juniors that are coming in, they're very excited to make that impact. And we, we just, you know, it's a, we're just trying to change a culture there a little bit. And, and uh, you know, I think that they're really buying into what we're, what we're trying to do. And you know, I think it's important. I had Scott Cook in, New Berlin West coach. Yeah. And, and similar to you where he's an AU guy yes. um, with basketball rap. 
And I said, look, the big difference between what you do in the summer and the off season to what you're doing now, he said a huge difference. Yeah. You know, it's similar to what you talked about, look, changing the culture of what's happening in Berlin West. You guys are very similar to what's going on. Um, how have they bought in, these kids at Memorial? Are they buying into what you're selling at this point? They really are. And, I, you know, I think the nice thing is for me is I have a great staff around me and, and um, that I've brought in that – truly feel and and kind of coach the same they coach the same way and they and they believe in that culture and what we're trying to you know um have them buy into but i think the biggest thing um for us is that we set the tone right out of the gate you know and it, the first time we met them we set the tone just as to here here's the here's the way it's going to be you know there is no ifs ands buts about it and uh you know we're going to move forward that way and set those expectations and stay with it throughout and I think that's really uh, paid dividends, you know, especially because we got the job in July. I say we, you know, um, it was July 14th. And so that's, that's, that's late. You it's know? really late, and actually. So we wanted to set those expectations and set those standards. And, and so we can move forward with an understanding of, you know, hey, this is how we're going to play. This is what, how we're going to be on and off the court. And uh, like I said, my, my coaching staff, you know, with Dan, you know, being the JV head coach, I was very excited to get him to be a part of it. And I know he feels the same way and we approach it, you know, the same way. So it's very, very fortunate to have that. You know, it's only a weekend. Um, any surprises for you as far as being a head coach, the paperwork, the, uh, you know, any of the, that, that kind of stuff sliding over a little bit on the bench and now you run in all of it. Yeah, it's, it's a great question. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I'm not a teacher, so, you know, um, I do work from home and I work from, you know, Catholic Memorial, I have an office there, which is nice, but, um, that balance, uh, you know, is definitely a little bit difficult, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and then, um, obviously just the, the administrative stuff, you know, there's a lot more than I expected. Um, and then being a first year head coach, it's, uh, you know, I'm getting the hang of it. You know what, by year two, you have the template. Year three, year four, it's still a pain, but now at least you know right. you, you're not blindsided. What is your son, your eighth grade son, what is his name? His name's Braden. Braden, where does Braden go to school? He goes to St. Anthony's on the lake in Pewaukee. Okay. Um, so so yep. he'll be a pirate or? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> he, he looks pretty, look, he's wearing the Catholic Memorial garb all over the place. <laughs> Head to toe. He was, uh, you know, I, I coached in the McGuanagall, we're, we're in the McGuanagall School District, so I coached in the McGuanagall School District uh, in the grade school program for the last four or five years. And so he was going to go to McGuanagall. And, you know, when I had an opportunity to, to get the job, um, we had a good conversation with him and he was fully on board. So now, you know, I hopefully I'll have an opportunity to coach him a few years. Same colors. What What is with you guys <laughs> in this blue and gold stuff? You know, McGuanico or Kettle Brain. You know, when my son was uh, in eighth grade, I, I coached at Dominican and I had his map all laid out for him. And, um, he said, Dad, I think I want a shadow at a place called Calvary Baptist. And I go, okay, you do that, but when you come back, I want to talk about this map I have for you. <laughs> and we go to a Baptist church, and he came back, and he said, Dad, I want to go to Calvary Baptist. And I said, what? Why? And he said, I want to, I want to uh, surround myself with kids that have similar beliefs that I have. Now, as a father, that's impressive. As a basketball coach, I said, what, are you out of your mind? What are you talking about? Boy, I'm at Dominican. And so he, uh, he ended up at Calgary. You know, it was just a perfect place for him. And then I left Dominican. I got a chance to coach him. Have you coached your son? Yes, the last five years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, AAU and grade school basketball. So we, we've worked through that. You know how that is as a, you know, a, a dad it's, and a coach. It's, it's you know. hard. Yeah. It, it, it's it, hard. Yeah. yeah. My wife used to be – she would be really mad at me. I had – we had two point guards. He was one. The other one was just a little better. 
It just was. So what do you want me to do? Yes. And she'd say, you play your son. Yes. And I'd say, I, no. <laughs> if he gets to even, he gets to not. He's my, my boy. Yes. But at this point, Jarrell Harris is a little bit better. Yes. And we're going to have to stay. Hey, Dan, is this your first year as a coach? Or? Yeah, so I uh, have coached the last six years from uh, an AAU landscape. And kind of how Jeremy was talking about it, it's just really interesting. And it's, it's kind of nice to actually get to coach every day now, get to practice every day, get to, to actually fully engage on a daily basis instead of the, the two practices a week and that kind of stuff. So that's the part for me that's really kind of been, been great as a coach to get to be in that laboratory and do that kind of stuff on a, a daily basis and not just once or twice a week. Yeah, you don't feel like you have to rush to get everything in because you're Correct. only going to see a kid now again on Thursday and then they, you're playing this weekend. You can kind of take your time, teach a little bit well, more. Well, unless your team makes it to the football state championship. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. You are at a football school. And hold on, I'm getting texts from Bill Young saying we're going to stay a football school. No, he didn't send me. He never sent me a text. Guys, and it's too bad you didn't learn anything coaching with Bester. You know, that's <laughs> as he walks by. Thank you so much. It's nice to meet you guys in person. Say hi to uh, Alex Merck for me. Absolutely. And uh, good luck this year, Coach. Thank you very much for having us Thank on. Thank you very Oh, much. you bet, man. Yeah, I really appreciate, appreciate your it. time. Thank you. you bet. These are the head uh, head coach and assistant coach at uh, Kettle Moraine. Uh, let's get you a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to Ken Krause, the head football coach at Muskego, for a minute. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, live at Kettle Marine High School, 13th annual KM Tip-Off Classic, and a lot of basketball to be played. If you want to make your way out here, come on out. Stop by and say hello. So Muskego High School did something that nobody's been able to do for a while in this state, and that's beat Kimberly for a state championship. And uh, they did it yesterday, late yesterday afternoon, 24-21, Muskego beats Kimberly. We are now joined by the head football coach at Muskego, Coach Krause, how you feeling, pal? Uh, I'm feeling wonderful. It's awesome. Did you did you sleep at all last night? Uh, not much. Definitely. No. Uh, didn't want to go. Didn't want the day to end or night to end. It was a special, special moment. That's for sure. Coach, how how did you guys get away from playing and and looking on what's on the front of that Kimberly jersey? Because I think that that has a lot to do with. You know, when you win 70 in a row and, you, and you've got the longest win streak in the country and you've won five straight state championships, to get your kids not to concentrate on what's the, on the front of the jersey has to be a really tough thing. You don't want to be down 14 nothing because they're looking and saying, man, we're playing Kimberly. Yeah, you know, we looked at our schedule this year. We talked about the teams that have We've won a state championship the last 10, 15 years. You know, we beat Arrowhead, we beat West, we beat Memorial, Maguanago, Brookfield East, Waukesha West. And we told our kids, you know, you've already played all these teams that have won state championships, and that includes Marquette and Franklin in our playoff run. And then when CMH won earlier in the day, we said we already beat one state champ this year. So I think that gave our kids confidence. You know, we've played the best programs in the state, and uh, I think that, you know, eased, eased us you know, tremendously. Hey, can you talk a little bit about this year for sure? So what's what's that, Ken? 
we went through the gauntlet, that's for sure. So, you know, we oh. all our kids were battle tested and we put all these great programs. So we're just playing the, the best team up north this week. I mean, obviously we had a ton of respect for Kimberly, but, you know, meeting the programs we did this year gave us confidence and helped our kids. Hey, that from what I wasn't there, but from what I understand, the, uh, the, the whole community, Muskego came out strong yesterday. Yeah, it definitely uh, inspired the players, inspired the coaches. There was uh, the police and the fire trucks uh, escorted us out of the uh, high school to the to the freeway, and, and there were just so many fans uh, with signs standing on the sidewalks. Our kids, it just it was just endless. You thought there'd be nobody else, and there'd be another group of people, another group of people, and we had a huge crowd, and we had a great uh, turnout after the game after we won. So uh, it's a great community. These people love football, and, and it's a special place to live and raise your kids. And I'll tell you, it was a great time yesterday. Hey, Ken, can you talk about the end of the game? I think you guys got the ball back with about four and a half minutes to go up 24-21, and Kimberly didn't get the ball back, correct? That's correct. Yeah, we uh, were fortunate to have, I think we got three first downs. They used all their timeouts, and we got away to the two. And then uh, we had enough time where we could just take a knee to finish out the game. So just a great drive by our kids, all that hard work in the weight room, and year-round training really paid off, especially in that last drive last night. Hey, I got a call this morning coming out to Kettle Moraine from Gary Ellerson, who said, <laughs> don't ever talk smack to Coach Krause again about throwing the ball. <laughs> they, they didn't need to throw the ball yesterday, and they won a state championship. I never want to hear the term Air Krause again. <laughs> and I said, Gary, we got T-shirts made up. We, we're going to Air Krause. He said, don't, he, you don't need to throw the ball to win a state championship, and he just proved that. So he, uh, Gary Ellerson's sticking up for you, Coach. <laughs> he's a great uh, community member. He's been nothing but supportive to our program. You know, he's given a lot of good speeches to our kids through the years. And uh, we had a lot of pass plays in our arsenal last night. Just, just the situation arose where we were running the ball successfully, and we just kind of stayed that route. But uh, uh, Gary's a good guy and definitely a good supporter of our program. So, Coach, what's uh, what's next? I, I want you just to enjoy this for as long as you can, and and uh, you know how hard it is. It's so hard just to get to get up to Camp Randall, but to actually get a win and, and, to, and bring that gold ball home, it's a really difficult journey to do, and uh, you guys accomplished that. Are you going to be able to enjoy this for a little while before you start thinking about next year? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, uh, I've been head coach 22 years, and there's been a lot of close calls, so for me personally, I definitely want to enjoy this, and I want our community to enjoy this, and our banquet's December 9th. We're definitely going to have a great banquet. It's going to be special. And um, but an unbelievable thing last night, the kids were already talking about lifting, uh, you know, starting Monday or the Monday after Thanksgiving here. So they're already jacked up for next year already. We've got some good traditions in place. So definitely going to enjoy this. Uh, there's a lot of hard work put in by a lot of people. We're definitely going to celebrate that next next couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, if you want to be a great program, it's 365 days a year, to be honest. So this next group of kids, I know they're already hungry to get back after it and get, Hear the comments hey. last night in the locker room. It was real genuine. So it was pretty neat. We were a young team. We started with three sophomores and a ton of juniors. We got a lot of kids coming back. Hey, hey, so. Coach, I want. Uh, I hope your wife's not listening. She doesn't want to know it's 365. She <laughs> wants you to take a couple of months off and, and, and hang out with her. And, and uh, congratulations to you, your staff, your community, your school, and your players, Coach. You did something that, uh, you know, a lot of people in this area are really proud of you and, and, and those kids be, uh, to bringing that gold ball home, Division One here to this area. Uh, congratulations. Enjoy that, Coach Krause. 
Well, I really appreciate it. You know, that 94 team from Mosquito came so close, and there's just yep. so much pride in all the former players and coaches. So we're, we're just happy that we were able to finish the deal. And I just heard from so many people the last 24 hours, a lot of former players and people who live out here, and I'm just happy for Muskego that, uh, you know, we can put a sign out there that we were state champs this year. So you happy for everybody. Well done, Coach. Thanks a lot. Have a great weekend. Happy Thanksgiving yep. to you and your family. Yeah. yeah, you too. Thanks for having us on again. Thank you very much. That's uh, Ken Krause, head football coach at Muskego, now joined by Craig Harden. Craig, it's good to see you. How you been? Working. Yeah, you are Stand working. Busy. Stand Man, busy. You, you and me both, <laughs> along with Will, we're, we're all working. Um, thanks a lot for coming out. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this uh, this TV show uh, opens uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow. Debuts, premieres tomorrow, 11 a.m. on my 24. Uh, it's called The Athlete. Uh, just to kind of give you a background for those that don't know, I worked on Preps Plus for three years until uh, 2016 was our last year of Preps Plus. That's kind of how we got to know sure. each other during yep. the Preps Plus season. Uh, in the last two years, I did a show called the Midwest Baller Show that came on Time Warner uh, Cable, now Spectrum. Uh, Spectrum is no longer doing sports. Right. And so we, what we came about was to start a new show called The Athlete. Um, covering all athletes from high school, college, and pros, and so uh, all sports too. So we're going from basketball, swimming, track and field, everything under the sun. Man, that's awesome. Um, athlete. And you're part of the show. I am. You have a segment called uh, One on One with Mike McGiven, sponsored sure. by Pella Windows, uh, Doors of Wisconsin. Yep. And so, Gina, uh, Gina Della from Pella believes in, in this kind of stuff, <laughs> so I appreciate you know her doing this, and she's a big sponsor of mm-hmm. uh, just about everything I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she believes so much in grassroots marketing and, yep. and giving back to the community. And I'm a big fan of, of Gina and, and, and the people at Pella, and they are sponsoring uh, the Mike McGivern segment. So I appreciate you you inviting me on. Uh, let's talk a little bit about tomorrow's show. Again, 11 o'clock yep. on my 24 tomorrow. Uh, it's called The Athlete. Yep. And let's talk a little bit about what people are going to see tomorrow. Uh, so tomorrow the first show. So we have a lot of feature stories. Usually we give you some highlights uh, from basketball games or whatever events. Uh, we didn't get into the season for football just because football just kind of wrapped up. Sure. Uh, tomorrow's show we have a one-on-one sit down with the Milwaukee Wave um, head coach and we'll have a segment each show highlighting the Milwaukee Waves. They don't get a lot of pub in the Correct. Milwaukee market because of it's Packer season and the Bucks yeah. are doing pretty yep. well. And that, Marquette, Wisconsin. Marquette and that great ride that Admirals. the Brewers took, us, took yeah. us on. And we'll have some, some Admirals on Good. this show too. So this show, if you remember Preps Plus, we're going to mirror what they did, but not just from a prep level, from a pro and college level. Boy, that's awesome. What a great idea. And this is your baby. This is this is one of many babies that I, I like the <laughs> ideas I like to throw out there. And so, Well, I, I came to the Oriental Theater and watched one of your oh, – something that you did called the war, Warning. Yes. Uh, warning League. The, the, it was really good. Oh, thank you. The documentary yeah. with the, it, the Running Rebels, Victor Barnett. Yeah. And I was so impressed with it. And I hope that people have gotten a chance to see it. If they haven't, how would they go about seeing it? Great question. Just because – so with the athlete – it's the show that's going to air tomorrow, but it's going right. to be the Athlete Streaming Network. So okay. you can go to the athlete.co, and we'll have, if you missed the show that airs on Sundays at 11 a.m., we'll put the segments of the show right on the athlete.co. Uh, and then what we eventually want to do, we'll have programming, TV shows. We'll have um, the, the warning documentary. We're going to put that on the athlete so those who couldn't get out to the movie theater to watch it, that's going to be a place where we'll, you'll be able to watch the, uh, the warning documentary. But that And you played in that league. I played in that league. My, and, my goodness. And you know what, Craig? I learned so much about – look, I, I grew up in the city of Milwaukee. We mm-hmm. played at Bartlett Avenue, okay. played around Maryland, yes. a little bit different than, than, than the warning league. Mm-hmm. And 
it was such it was an eye opener for me. I've talked about that to a lot of people that are high school and and and, and basketball fans in the city. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? So I love the fact that there's going to be a chance for somebody that hasn't yes. seen it in the theater yet to be able to go see it. Um, again, tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock, the athlete, if you're going to church, just uh, tape it, Devo it, right? Just right, uh, right. When, whatever. And if you miss it, we can always go to the athlete.co. Um, you can watch the the, preview, the the show and segments or the whole show on YouTube too. Yeah, and my, I think I, you're going to play the one where I interviewed Marcus Hanel. Yes, Morgan Brewers. Yeah, so we had Marcus in um, doing Faith in the Zone, mm-hmm. a show that aired a couple of weeks ago on uh on uh, 105.7 fm the fan and mark is just a really good guy and he hung in for a little while as we as you set up and we yeah. we interviewed him and some of the things that he does for this community so again 11 o'clock tomorrow the athlete on my 24 if you miss anything athletic athlete athlete.co yep .co .co yep you can go you can go right to the I'll website get it. i'll get it <laughs> it's new for me too you Definitely. got some nice gear there i think you're on air guys you be getting, no you, you i'm just kidding you keep your gear you gotta make big boy sizes for me hey thanks a lot man it's good thanks to see you craig yes. yeah thank you very much we're going to get to a break other side of the break we're going to wrap this thing up again live at kettlebrain high school for the 13th annual km tip-off classic on sports radio 105.7 fm the fan good thanks uh, welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local picket save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. One of the things I get to do when I do this show here at Kettle Marine is walk around and pick a, just say to guys, hey, come on my show for a little bit. And any chance I get a, to talk to Wynn Parkinson, Hall of Fame coach, Ben, he's a gym rat, and he's still, he's not coaching anymore. But he is a straight-up gym rat. He comes to our games a lot at Martin Luther. I come here. He's here. I go to another gym to scout. He's there. Um, Wynn, it's really good to see you. How you been? I've been great. Yeah, and, you know, since I got out, I, I don't think I could coach anymore. The game has changed quite a bit since, since I left. And, uh, you know, we, we used to pass the ball quite a bit yeah, well, before we take a shot. And, and now, I mean, you've got to have a good point guard. They can get in the lanes, create things, either finishing or kick the ball out. And, you know, it's so many three-point shots that they take. Right. You know, we ran that flex offense, and all of our shots were right from the elbow. Yeah. And so we, all of our practice shooting drills were, were from the elbow, and that we very seldom took a shot that would have been three-point range today. I used to run the flex, too. And, yep. and, and you know what? It, the flex is a great offense. It really is. It still can be. The problem is kids want to, they want to extend it a little bit. They want to come out a little bit. They want to change the way they, they play a little bit on some of that. Um, do you miss coaching? You know, you know I, I enjoy watching the game. But like, you, know, like you say, that, uh, you know, the game is different, but that, that doesn't mean that it's not as good. Right. Like the kids are very, very athletic, and I think you'd be a fool for not using their athleticism. Yeah, you I, know, and the, and the thing is, what you wanted, you know, we were always big on shot selection, right? And like for us to get the good shot selection, we had to move the ball and and be more team oriented. Now these kids, their ability is so good that they can create their own shots, and they're taking good shots, right? And now the big thing there is making good decisions with the basketball. Coach, I and I talked about this earlier on the show. Um, I had a guy on Faith in the Zone, a show I do, a college football coach, and I want to ask you the same question. I said to him. Do you think kids have changed over the years? 
And I fully expected him to say, well, yeah. But he said, no. He said, we've changed. He said, look, I was a head coach at the age of 26, and I was single and I was cool. Now I'm 44, married with three kids. All I want to do is get out of practice and go home. They haven't changed. You and I have changed. We've gotten older. And I'm wondering your feeling on that. I think, you know, that's, that's partially true, but, you know, I, I would disagree that the kids haven't changed. I mean, they're, they're bigger and faster and more athletic. You know, when I was in high school, I was a, a 6'1 forward. You know, that was back in, in the early 60s. And I wasn't really small. Now, there were kids that were 6'2 and 6'3. But like in today's game, you look at these kids. I hear Michael Foster from, from Washington, 6'9", and he skipped eighth grade. You know, he's 6'9 a year ago at 14 years old. Uh, We didn't have people like that. Like like the player that I remember the most from my high school days was a guy by the name of John Stone. Sure. He was a dominant player, and he was 6'4". Yeah. And, you know, back then, Whitefish Bay might have have, uh, averaged uh, 62 points a game, and he averaged 32 himself. Yeah. He'd be a two-guard right now. (laughs) Well, right. He he, he wouldn't be a post player. He would not be a post player. No. So, like... Like, you know, you know, to some extent, uh, I think coaches have to change, you know. Like, like, you don't maintain an edge forever. You know, if I went back to coach, I don't know if anybody would want to play for me. And, I, mean, that, I would. Well, I mean, the way I, I, le- the way I, I learned the game, you know, I, you know, I, I would be, it would be difficult for me to change. And, and Look, if I could hang out with you and your wife for a while, I'd, I'd come every day, man. Well, I'll tell you, that. she's something else, too. She could... She could have been my assistant coach. In She's fact, a- I'll tell you a story about her one time. So she'd come to all of our games, and then we were playing South Division, and they weren't very good that year. So she asked if she could go see the King and Washington game, which would have been a good game. Okay. And so I said, all right, as long as you do some scouting for me. So she says, yeah, she'll watch it, but she likes to talk. Right. So she didn't talk, and she wrote all, all her notes down that day. And then when she gets home, she, she was really proud of what she accomplished. And then later on, um, one, of my, one of my managers, I sent him to the game to, 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 to look at it. And he called, and we're talking about the game. And she was upset with me because she put, put all and she And she loves ball. Like she told me she's in seventh heaven today, you know, just sitting oh, and yeah. watching it all. Because we'll go around and, you know, there, there are so many good teams and good players here. There and are. I'm on those committees for picking Mr. Basketball and Hall of Fame stuff. Oh, so your foot's so, still in the door there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, and, and I made, you know, I, that, that's been my whole life. You know, I, when, when, I was born without a foot, you know, and they told yep. me, they kind of discouraged me from going into athletics. And I look back now, I mean, I don't know where I would have ever been without that. You so know even I, since I left the game, I still enjoy watching high school players. High school players more than, like, NBA players and so forth. I remember how loud it would be when you would kick the, uh, you know, when you're sitting on on a bench and if somebody made a mistake and you went like that, and, uh, you know, that foot that you had, that could could be awfully loud. We were were talking to Wynn Parkinson, uh, former head basketball coach at Tech. If you've been around high school basketball at all, for years here in the state of Wisconsin. You know the name Wynn Parkinson because he is a class act and he is a guy that I'm telling you, when you, if you played for him and you played the right way, uh, you would run through the wall for this man. And uh, he is still a gym rat. I see him all the time in gyms and, and enjoy it. Wynn, thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're very welcome. It's always, good to see you. Always nice to be around the game. Man, thank you so much, guys. we got to get get out. Thanks for listening. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan.